Thank you for joining us for this week's broadcast of A Word from the Lord. Today, Dr. Beach continues his teaching series on the resurrection. Today is part four, Hearing God's Voice. But before we get started, here's today's special feature from last week's message. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. We go and teach. Teach the things of Jesus. Teach the Word of God. Teach the basics of the Christian faith. Teach how to walk with Him. We go make disciples. We go, we baptize, and we teach. Well, how are we fulfilling the Great Commission at Holy Cross? I mean, can it be said that we're a Great Commission church? I hope so. Well, I hope we're working toward it. A couple of ways that we're doing that. I mean, I hope that everything that we are about is about making disciples in some way. I mean, if not, we need to turn in the keys and and hand it over to somebody else that that will do what God asks us to do. One way we do this is is what we call our discipleship ministry. It's one-on-one. One man investing in another man. One woman investing in another woman. Discipleship, one-on-one, teaching the basics of the faith. We often talk about being born again from John chapter 3. Well, you are, when, when you come to the Lord, you are born again. You're, it's like a, you're a baby. And a baby, you have to teach how to eat, how to talk, how to walk, how to live life. What's the same in the spiritual life? We become babies And we need to be taught how to walk with the Lord, how to hear Him, how to understand Him, how to pray, how to give, how to share. Discipleship, one-on-one. And I ran across this saying recently, you've got to be a disciple to make a disciple. Takes a disciple to make a disciple. Uh, One of the reasons we're not in the disciple-making business is most of us hadn't been discipled. And so one of the things we've been attempting in our church is to, to help folks Be equipped to disciple people. Another way that we're fulfilling the Great Commission in Holy Cross is a word of the Lord, which is the radio uh, teaching ministry and newspaper ministry. I don't know if some of you realize it, but, but these sermons are recorded, and then we have somebody that puts it in a nice radio program format, and then it literally goes on radio stations across our country. It's on the Internet, and people tap in from all over the world. I just got an email yesterday from a guy in Pakistan who's been listening to the radio program. Amazing. It's incredible. But sharing the Word of God, that's one way that we do that is through a word from the Lord. I think of our youth ministry and one of the things they're doing with what we call the movement, which is where they're actually literally hundreds of high school kids are showing up here and they're building relationships with these kids and some of them are actually coming back for Bible study. You can believe that. It's exciting. We have small groups, Bible studies in our church. I wish you could have been at the Brotherhood yesterday. Meets every other Saturday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. And one of the things they did yesterday was they had some of the, the men share on how they're ministering. And it was amazing to me as, as different people shared how just by living their lives, they're sharing the Lord Jesus with people. They're discipling. One of the statements that came out from one of the the brothers yesterday was, uh, he he said, I seek to make a friend, be a friend, 
and then bring a friend to Jesus. That's his life motto. Make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend to Jesus. He's got it. Another way we are fulfilling the Great Commission at Holy Cross is through mission trips. And these are short-term mission trips where a group of folks will go and and go into a different culture and and go and serve and teach and, and share the gospel. That was Dr. Beach with today's special feature, which comes from last week's message, Resurrection Part 3. Here now is Dr. Beach with today's message, Resurrection Part 4, Hearing God's Voice. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bob was in trouble. He forgot his wedding anniversary. It was an important one, and his wife was really upset. She told him, tomorrow morning I expect to find a gift in the driveway that goes from zero to 206 seconds. And it better be there. The next morning he got up early and left for work. When his wife woke up, she looked out the window and there was a box gift wrapped in the middle of the driveway. Confused, the wife put on her robe and ran out to the driveway, brought the box back into the house. She opened it and found a brand new bathroom scale. (laughs) Bob has been missing since Friday. (laughs) I guess Bob didn't know how to hear the voice. This morning I want to talk about the voice, the voice of the Lord. And I'd like to use this passage that we just heard from John chapter 10 to help us understand more about hearing the voice of the Lord. So let's open, please, to uh, John chapter 10, verse 1. And this is a wonderful passage of Scripture that we most of us uh, know about the Good Shepherd. And just to get things in context, I'd like to uh, walk through the passage The first thing we see here is about the shepherd. And of course, Jesus is speaking, and he said several things about the shepherd. First, that the shepherd enters through the gate. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. And we'll talk about the gate more in a minute, but the gate was the door, the door of of the pen that they would keep the sheep in. Verse 3, we see that the watchman opens the gate for him. Verse 3, we also see that the sheep... Listen to his voice. Verse 3, we're also told that he calls each sheep by name. Verse 4, that he leads by going ahead of them. And many of us have seen pictures of of the shepherd leading the sheep. And then verse 4, that the sheep know his voice and they follow Now, shepherding in the first century was a very intimate profession. It it was constant. The shepherd was always with the sheep. And he talked to them. And they knew his voice. But then Jesus talks about the false shepherd. Verse 1, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other ways, a thief and a robber. So he doesn't enter by the gate or by the door. We're also told here that the false shepherd is a a thief and is also a robber. Verse 5, 
We see that the sheep do not recognize his voice and, and do not follow. Actually, the sheep will run from him. And then verse 10, Jesus says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. So Jesus sets up here a parallel between the shepherd and the false shepherd. And if you really want to study this further, go look at Ezekiel 34 where the prophet talks about shepherds and, and those who are shepherding God's flock and the good shepherd and the bad shepherd or the false shepherd. But then we see here also the gate or the door. In verse 7, Jesus says that he himself is the gate. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. Now, I know we want to put other people, other th ways, other th ideas, works, all kind of things as the door. But Jesus says he is the door. He is the gate. Verse 9, we see that Jesus is the way to be saved. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Quite simple, quite straightforward, but we want to complicate it and add other things to it. And then we see in verse 9 also that Jesus is the way to security and provision. He says he, he will come in and go out and find pasture. And just to tie that, we heard a few minutes ago, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And that whole picture of being nurtured and being taken care of and provided for as the Lord is our shepherd. And then we see that Jesus is the way for life in the fullest. Verse 10, part B. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Some translations translate that abundantly. Abundant life, full life, maximum life, life the way it was meant to be. Now, in the context of all of this, Jesus says that his sheep will hear his voice. And if you and I are followers of him, then we're his sheep, and we should be people who hear his voice. Now, notice the sheep, he's focusing on the sheep hearing the voice, not the shepherd hearing the voice. In today's world, for some reason, we want to make it the shepherd is the one that always hears God's voice. And the sheep don't. We're all supposed to hear the voice of the Lord. We're all called to be his sheep. And so if we are his sheep, we will hear his voice. Now, how do we know the voice of the Lord? I want to offer several things for you to consider this morning. The first is we must enter through the gate. And that's Jesus. We must enter through the gate. That's Jesus. We must be a sheep of the shepherd to hear his voice. In John 5, 25, Jesus says this about even the dead hearing his voice. He says, I tell you the truth, the time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so has he's granted the Son to have life in himself. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out, and those who have done good will rise to live, and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. Of course, he was talking about that first resurrection. Those 
who want to hear the voice of the Lord must first be a sheep. You must be saved. You must be one who has a relationship with him. And just as a shepherd had an intimate relationship with those sheep, so we as human beings are able to have an intimate relationship with the living God of the universe as his sheep. So first, we must be a sheep. Second, we must learn to listen. And I think this is our big problem, is we don't want to listen. Or we're so used to hearing all these other things, it's difficult to hear the voice of the Lord. Now, I just want to share a few different ways that the Lord has spoken in the past. In Ezekiel, we hear that the voice of the Lord can be overwhelming. Ezekiel 128, Ezekiel says this, Like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the radiance about him. Talking about the Lord. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. When I saw it, I fell face down, and I heard the voice of one speaking. The presence of God, sometimes you can enter in the presence of the Lord, according to Ezekiel, and it's so overwhelming, it throws you to the ground. It's overwhelming. He says in Ezekiel 43, 2, he has a vision. I saw the glory of God of Israel coming from the east. His voice was like the roar of rushing waters, and the land was radiant with his glory. It can be loud and overpowering, this voice, like the roar of rushing waters. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls or to a, standing next to a waterfall, and you hear that rush of the water? That's how Ezekiel described the voice of the Lord. Elijah describes it in a different way. 1 Kings 19, verse 12. He says, After the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still, small voice. That's how he describes it. A still, small voice. Sometimes, most of the time, it's quiet and calm. Isaiah describes it in a different way, Isaiah 30, 21. He says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. It's a voice in your head. It's a voice in your mind. Now, in the New Testament, we know that those who become Christians, that the Lord gives the Holy Spirit to them. And the Holy Spirit comes and takes up residence in our very being. And because the Holy Spirit is taking up residence in us, one of the ways and the main way the Lord speaks to us today is through the inward witness of the Spirit. The Spirit will speak and put thoughts in your mind. The Spirit will speak and you will know that it's the Lord. Ephesians 1, 17 to 18. So as to bring him into intelligent co-working with the mind of Christ. In other words, the Holy Spirit is indwelling us. And the role of the Holy Spirit is to help communicate the mind of the Lord to us. And to put our mind in sync with the mind of God. Secondly, the voice of the devil is recognizable when it's imperative and persistent. Urging sudden action without time to reason or intelligently weigh through matters. The devil wants you to do it now. Don't think about it. Just do it. A third way the voice of the devil is recognizable is when it is confusing and clamorous so that the man is hindered from thinking. For the Holy Spirit desires the believer to be intelligent as a responsible being with a choice and will not confuse him so as to make him 
incapable of coming to a decision. See, the devil loves to confuse. I had a fourth way that you could know the voice of the devil is that when it contradicts the word of God, the Lord will never ask you to do something which contradicts his word, what's been revealed here in the scripture. So we need to learn to listen. And I say learn to listen because I want to encourage you to experiment with it. We don't have to be perfect at this. God will show us. But if you never step out and try, you won't learn. It's like hitting a home run in baseball. If you never swing at the ball, you're not going to hit a home run. And you may miss a few times. But until you swing, you're not going to hit it. Until you and I step out in faith and begin to experiment and seek to listen to the Lord. And and then when we think it's the Lord, step out on faith. We won't learn to listen to it. We've got to learn to listen. A third way is we obey as we listen. In the New Testament, the word hear and obey is the same word. When you hear, the assumption is that you obey. When the Lord speaks to you, he wants us to obey him. My sheep listen to my voice and they follow me. When the shepherd would speak to the sheep, he's telling them what to do. Come this way, go that way. And they would follow. It's the same with us. When we hear the voice of the Lord, he wants us to obey him. In John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice I know them, and they follow me. The Lord is speaking, and he wants to speak to you. Now, he's not going to speak to you revelation. We have that in the Scripture. What he's going to speak to you is direction for your life, insight into a problem you're facing, how to handle a difficulty, whether or not to do this deal or that deal. Are you to marry this person? Are you to go to that school? Whatever it might be. What should you do in your retirement? He wants to guide and direct you step by step. How to be a witness for him. Should you talk to this person about him? Should you reach out your hand and pray for this person who is sick? He wants to guide and lead you. He will speak to you. But we must learn to obey him. We must be willing to obey and do what he says. In Hebrews 3, verse 7, the writer says, So as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the desert. He's referring here back to a time in the Old Testament where the Jewish people heard the voice of the Lord and they chose to ignore it. Actually, they rebelled. They hardened his heart. And I'd like to submit to you that when the Lord speaks to you, it's easy to harden your heart if you say no. Actually, the more we say no, it, it, it hardens us. We become calloused. We become where we can't hear him. It's like when I, I play my guitar, which I haven't picked up my guitar in a long time. And so if I was to pick up my guitar this afternoon and start playing, my fingers would be real tender 
because there are no calluses. When I don't listen to the Lord or I refuse to obey him, I develop these calluses. And then I can't hear him. So don't harden your heart. Open your heart and be willing to to listen to him and, and then do what he says. Do you hear the voice? The Lord wants to speak to you. Do you hear his voice? Lastly, I would just like to offer this for you to think about it as we pray together. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I'm God. Lord, speak to your people and teach us how to hear your voice that we might be your sheep and follow where you lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, this is Foley Beach, and I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. I'm so grateful that we have this privilege of bringing the Word of God to you. If you're listening today and the Lord is speaking to your heart, the Lord is is drawing you to Him. I want to invite you to open yourself to Him, to open your heart, to invite Him to come and and live in your life. It's really a simple prayer. Uh, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are the Lord. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I've messed up, and I ask your forgiveness. And Lord Jesus, I want you to come and live in my life. So I invite you. I open myself to you. Come and indwell me in your presence. It's not a difficult prayer, but it has to be a sincere prayer. It has to be something that you intend to do and follow up on. And perhaps I'm speaking to somebody as well today who is a believer, and you're not where God wants you to be. Are you straight off the path? Are you living in disobedience or in sin right now, and you know it's wrong? Or he's asked you to do something, and, and you refuse to do it? Why not today say, yes, Lord? Why not today do what he wants you to do? Or stop doing what he doesn't want you to do? And get your life right to him. Life's too short. It goes by so quick. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day the Lord wants to speak to you, to bless you, to guide you, to strengthen you. And this is my prayer for you this day. And the whole reason we at A Word from the Lord broadcast this radio program is that God might speak into your life, that you might be the person He's called you to be. That was Dr. Beach with today's message. For more information on this message and this ministry, please visit a word from the Lord.org. There you will find today's message and previously aired messages, where you can listen to them again and share them with friends and family. A word from the Lord.org has audio archives of Foley Beach's one minute radio feature and much more. So visit a word from the Lord.org for audio, articles, and information about the ministry. You can find A Word from the Lord on Facebook, and be sure to click the Like button to follow our feed on Facebook. You'll want to be sure to visit Foley's blog at bishopfoleybeach.blogspot.com. 
On the blog, you can read the many articles posted by Dr. Beach. Many of these blog entries are excerpts and full articles published in local publications. You can also follow Foley on Twitter. His Twitter address is twitter.com at Foley Beach. If you have any comments or questions about the program, you can contact Dr. Beach by email at foleybeach at a word from the Lord dot org. Again, his email is foleybeach at a word from the Lord dot org. You can contact us by mail. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Our mailing address again is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. Whether you send us an email or write to us, we'd love to hear from you. A Word from the Lord is made possible by God's grace through the continued prayers and loving financial support from you. And we thank you for this opportunity to spread the hope of the gospel of Christ through this ministry. Join us again next time for the next broadcast of A Word from the Lord. For Dr. Beach and everyone here at A Word from the Lord, it is our prayer that you would be seeking a word from the Lord.